The following podcast has been recorded live for due audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. We are live from the city of no return, the greatest city in the world, the Irish capital of the U.S., Dublin, Ohio. With your host, Mexi Pants, ready to start his little, we'll call this the Mexi... Thanksgiving Quadziki. We're not going to call it Quadzilla because it's not four marathons. We're not going to call it Quazuki, which is a term that has been used for four half marathons. We'll call this a little Quadziti uh, because it's a little Quaziti. Uh, tiny, tiny races. Five miler today to get the pumpkin pie at the turkey trot. Tomorrow's leftover run, 5K, also here in Dublin. And Two halves back-to-back, Cincy for the Hungry Turkey Run, and Dayton for the other Hungry Turkey Run. Now, mind you, I'm still waiting to hear back from those Yahoo's uh, race directors for those two halves because I am not driving twice to Cincinnati and Dayton, okay? I'm coming from out of town. The website says, Sim Day Packet Pickup, uh, but parentheses, not recommended. Uh, excuse you. We're coming from out of town, okay? I ain't got time to drive there two hours and drive back the day before. Plus, I have to make an appearance at work on Black Friday. Get the fuck out of here. So, no. Shit, I might not even go to work on Friday. Now, with all that being said, Happy Thanksgiving. I hope everybody has a, a lot to be thankful for. Um, Mexi, apparently, the McCoys, so Tara's side of the family, were supposed to go over the Thanksgiving. They don't start Thanksgiving until about 5. I'm like, really? 5 o'clock at night? Like, are you insane? Uh, okay, whatever. So, I mean, we basically have all day to do squat and then just make an appearance for two hours. Hey, I'm okay with that. Um, I still got to cut down on some pounds because we're putting on the weight, according to the missus. So we're trying to eat healthy, trying to, you know, prep for the last marathon, the 80th, the last of the 50 states. But here's what, and this is what upsets me. I won't say it pisses me off, but it upsets me. Girls are allowed to tell a guy however they want. Oh, yeah, you're looking kind of chunky. You should probably, you know, 
not eat that or something like that. But when guys say that, the girls, oh, all hell breaks loose. Oh my God, how dare I? How dare you? I'm sorry, but if you're allowed to say, oh, babe, you're getting bigger. Oh, babe, you're 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 putting on some weight. Oh, babe, you're you're kind of getting fatter. Then, if that's the case, I reserve all right to say, if you're in my way, Merv. or oh, babe, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was sleeping with Shamu. Yeah, not the same with the shoes on the other foot. So it either works both ways. Oh, it doesn't work both ways. But yes, one is conscious of that fact. So you let me take care of that. And you just worry about yourself. Okay? Let's calm it down. Now, on that note, I would also just like to mention that if anybody wants to shed off some holiday weight, oh, I just wants to finish the training for the upcoming Seattle Quadzilla that ends with the Seattle Marathon that is this weekend, November 25th. Join the team, Code Super, at Super Studios 253. Give him a call, 253-272-0700, and use promo code MEXI to save on your classes. Again, any workouts for you, it's all fun and games. Code Super knows how to train, knows how to have fun. And like I said, currently they're finishing up their training for the upcoming Seattle Marathon and the Seattle Quadzilla. Mexi did it last year. It's a blast. Just throwing that out there. The races are cheap, especially the first three. And Mexi beat Super in two out of the four races. I'm just saying. Maybe not the overall time, but you know. It is what it is. Have fun. Super Studios 253. Proud sponsor of the Mix of My Matters podcast. Now, I wanted to discuss also a petition I've sent out to the NFL because I'm tired of these Christmas, um, what's it called? Thanksgiving games being played by the Lions and the Cowboys. Yes, they are traditional. But the odds of the Lions being good is close to zero. Literally, I have to watch them at 12.30 play the fucking Bears. That's going to be terrible versus terrible. I don't want to watch it. Then the 4.30 game, Dallas versus the Redskins. It's a rivalry. Okay, I get that divisional matchup. But guess who's going to be on commentary? Good old Troy Eggman. Oh, I can't wait for that one. I will say that they are redeeming themselves with the Thursday night game. My easy-peasy Drew Breezy, who is guiding my fantasy teams, well, one of my fantasy teams to victory against the Atlanta Falcons, who are not guiding anybody to victory. Now, I would also like to 
point out that the petition specifically says that every year you got to have different teams that want to play on Thanksgiving. I get that not everybody wants to work or play on Thanksgiving, but it's a privilege. It's an honor. It's like the Sunday night football game. Those are always subject to to change depending on who's doing well, who's not. Same thing should apply here for Thanksgiving. I do not want to always see the Lions, and that's usually the game that's terrible. They had one year, I forget what year it was, when they were okay against the, the Packers, and that's when Aaron Rodgers threw that Hail Mary pass. But that was about it. That was the one time they were semi-entertaining in Thanksgiving. Cowboys! Recently, they've been picking it up, but there was a time they were terrible, too. Now, for some reason, the Sunday night game, the Thursday night game is usually okay on Thanksgiving compared to regular Thursday night games. But yes, that petition's gone out. I will make that available on my blog if anybody wants to sign it because I'm sure you're not the only one that would like to watch some entertaining stuff while eating some stuffing. The other thing I wanted to touch base, and before we do, I would like to throw out there also that if you do need to relax over the Thanksgiving weekend because, you know, stressful time of year with the presents and Black Friday's, you know, going to get the best of you. You got to work out the stress of all those deals you're about to shop for. Save money, use promo code MEXI, and stop by at Hand and Stone Massage. Save money on your first Swedish massage and your membership. Mexi goes to the one in Dublin. You can go anywhere in Columbus, anywhere in the country. Hand and Soul Massage, proud sponsor of the Mexi My Matters podcast. Now, here is the nitty-gritty of what I wanted to discuss, especially because it's Thanksgiving and tomorrow, well, today at 6, until tomorrow, and all weekend will be Black Friday and Cyber Monday, and all hell's going to break loose at all the stores. I would like to explain, and this is kind of a part duh to the podcast I had about um, personal injury claims. Slip and falls and premise liability are two examples of the type of personal injury claims one can have. Those drive me nuts because everybody in the U.S. that's a retard thinks they have a claim just because they fell or something happened to them. I'm going to give you three examples and I'm going to explain to you because they're all basically the same why these are terrible scenarios and what is immediately wrong with these claims. Once a car accident, two of them are premise liabilities and in each one you have to know and identify that the potential new client is being a pig. And this is where I miss my former attorney, Jimbo. Dennis Rodman, as I like to call him. Because he would always say, all clients are pigs. And it's true. Everybody likes to lie because they think they have a million dollar case. Because some idiot told them, oh yeah, you should get an attorney for that. No. Though your friend is not an attorney... And there's these things called laws 
in in the state of Ohio and the U.S. that we like to abide by. So no, yes, you're shit out of luck because guess what? That does not apply. Let me give you the first example. So the first example, this bitch is calling because she got rear-ended by a Columbus City school bus. Now, I would just like to point out in any case where a city school bus or a municipality school bus or if it's a police officer, a fire truck, an EMS, anything that works for a municipality or any kind of government entity, they have in the state of Ohio what is called sovereign immunity. What does that mean? That means, and I can't remember if I've touched upon this before, but this basically means that if the police officer turns on his lights in the emergency and is coming down the intersection, you best believe that if somehow you're not stopped and he hits you, he's not going to be at fault. Because that's not how this works. They're going to make you go through all other means to pay and make up for your 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 treatment and your bills your med pay if you have it your health insurance and then maybe they'll accept liability if they're at fault and throw some couple couple hundred bucks towards your pain and suffering but that is only in scenarios where they killed someone or somebody is literally Dying on the on the ground with broken bones. And that's what people don't understand. You People think, oh, the police officer hit me because my car was parked and I somehow was inside and they were trying to get through the intersection or they had an emergency. No, it's called sovereign immunity. And on top of that, based on credibility who do you think the government's going to believe one of their own state employees a respectable police officer or your dumbass no now i will say i do hate cops and how they get away with shit this is one of them because i have never seen a police officer cross an intersection in an emergency and honk the horn i've seen fire trucks and ems's honk horns but not a police officer. Mind you, if the siren doesn't indicate anything, then you really are an idiot if you really think you can still go through the intersection. But, hey, the law's the law. That's how it is. Sorry. Oh, well, guess what? You don't have med pay? Oh, well, you're not getting compensated that way. Oh, you don't have health insurance or car insurance? Then, yeah, fuck off and stop wasting our time. In our scenario, the lady, Cleveland and 161, She's at the corner of that intersection, heading eastbound on 161. She stopped at the light in traffic. And she pitches, this is how she pitches it. This is why I agree that all clients are pigs and they're just a bunch of idiots. If you hear, oh, I got rear-ended by a school bus. Oh shit! Yeah, let, let's fight. Let's fight this. Let's waste our time and money setting up this claim and going after the city of Columbus. Well, are you hurt? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're they're uh, putting rods in my back. Wait, what? Okay, hold on there. How old are you? Okay, you're in your fifties. You got rear-ended 
and they're putting rods in your back. How bad was the hit? Oh, it, it was pretty bad. Do you have a police report? Ha, gives me the report number. I pulled that shit up. The police report, mind you, it does say the school bus is at fault. Mind you, again, they have immunity. The school bus, it says right there, a police officer says, the driver of the school bus admitted his foot slipped off the brake and hit Unit 2, a.k.a. our potential client. Down on the bottom of the police report, it'll say how fast the police officer guesstimated the car was going. Each vehicle, each unit. Well, the school bus was in a stopped position. Foot slipped off the brake. Guess what? They were going one mile an hour. Our potential new client, zero miles an hour because they were parked as well. Waiting for the light to turn green. So, potential new client, you are telling me that you want me to go after the city of Columbus, who already has sovereign immunity. You want me to go after them because you're getting rods put in your back by your primary care doctor because they were going one mile an hour and you were doing zero. No, that claim is getting immediately denied. And for all I know, you have pre-existing conditions, which is why you're your back is getting rods put in it because there's no way a little tap by a school bus I don't care how big the school bus is going to cause that kind of impact literally on the police report it says right there oh because they'll put the severity of the hit on the police report it's that's usually at the top top right corner severity of the impact oh minor injuries ow well okay lady how about you amend the police report first by heading to 85 Marconi Boulevard before wasting my fucking time. Oh, well, everybody's calling me and, and advertising chiropractors and, and, and attorneys. Well, guess what? Give one of them a call because it is a fucking waste of time. On top of that, since they're on the police report, because and this is what I love doing, pulling the police report. If they have a police report filed and I can pull this up, oh, yeah, let me pull this up. The car she was driving was owned by her sister. Not the same last name. Apparently, they live in the same building, but one above the other. Uh, why were you driving her car? Oh, because, you know, I had to go to work. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, uh, I, I see an insurance listed here. Do you know what if she has UM or MedPay coverage? No, it's just liability only. Oh, well, there's your second problem right there. Once this gets denied, we can't even go with your insurance. I'll tell you what. Quit fucking around. Stop wasting my time. My firm has a system where we get police reports before everybody else. And we go through them and send letters to the ones we deem that are important to go after. We pick and choose. We're picky. Yeah. We don't just send letters to everyone. No. So if you didn't get a fucking letter, you must believe your case is already shitty in our eyes. And then, you, and then you're driving somebody else's car? Are you even listed on the policy? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Now, if you need good UM coverage and UIM coverage and MedPay on your holy shit package of a policy, 
Mind you, if you don't even know what those are, just stop driving because you're an idiot. If you're driving reliability only, you're a moron and you deserve to get in a car accident and, you know, have claims filed against you or not get your car fixed. Pay it out of pocket because you're an idiot. Because that's what you're signing up for with liability only. If you are at fault, that's the only reason the insurance is going to pay. But guess what? Your rates will go up. And you won't have a car. But if you're in the holy shit package, call my man Ramo. 614-595-2934. American National will hook you up. Permit code Mexi. Give you a discount. Save money on your car insurance. Ask for UM, UIM coverage and MedPay. Don't say you have full coverage because, again, I am tired of people saying I have full coverage. That does not mean you have UM, UIM, or MedPay. That, that could very well mean you have full collision coverage. You need to know the difference and quit being a moron. Give my man Raymo a call. He'll hook you up. American National, another proud sponsor of the Mix My Matters podcast. But, yes, you guys need to know what you're signing up for. Don't tell me you had no idea. Because guess what? When you sign up for car insurance, they make you sign paperwork. If you don't read it, that is on you. Now, there's UIM for bodily injury and property damage. Please also understand the difference. I've covered it multiple times. Now, let's move on to our second scenario. Oh, yeah. This is where we enter the open and obvious part of the discussion. Do you understand, listeners, what open and obvious means? If you buy a house, and and me and Tara were looking at houses, and this is why I kept saying, I don't want a yard where there's two poles at opposite corners and giant phone lines or electrical wires going across the yard. Because guess what? You buy a house like that, you're basically agreeing that that's open and obvious in your backyard. If you don't see them... You are a moron or you're blind. So here's the scenario. One of these two, the next two involve open and obvious. One of them, we still have the case because the intake keep convincing my attorney to do the due diligence when it is open and obvious that this is not going to pan out. The other, I took the phone call this week and I said, no, fuck this shit. Open and obvious, out the door. Let's start with mine. Full call comes in. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm calling on behalf of my husband. You know, three and a half years ago, mind you, when the call got transferred to me, the lady had already said two years ago. But now it's three and a half. So she's already lying and exaggerating. But hey, let's, let's trust what she says. So... Three and a half years ago, a storm hit. Very bad storm down in Logan County, Ohio. Her yard, another one of those, open and obvious, they bought the house. Guess what, guys? House was bought. It's got two corner poles with telephone wires going across the back. Oh, okay. Great. Sounds lovely to me. Well, uh, after the storm, they were kind of low-hanging. Okay. 
And I'd call the city to have them come fix it. And they didn't do it. They probably thought it wasn't necessary. But okay. Following you so far. Let's continue. Okay, well. Um... Well, in May, as I've always said, if the accident happened over two weeks ago and you're just now calling us, or even longer than that, and you're just now calling us, there's an issue with this file or with this case and claim. So, okay, two years ago, three years ago, storm hit about... um, Last May, so what, five months ago, your husband was in the yard. Okay, what happened? He was mowing the lawn, and the wires over time have been dipping, and they hit him on the top of the head. I'm sorry, they hit him on the top of the head? No, he hit them while mowing the lawn. The wires are not swinging. Your dumbass husband hit them in the head. With his head, he hit the wires. And got hurt. Supposedly. I don't know how badly you get hurt by hitting wires. When you're already mowing along outside. Okay. And I'm like, ma'am, let me stop you there. We can't take the case. Well, why not? Because there's such a thing in Ohio called open and obvious. When buying the house, you knew those wires were there. When you signed the mortgage documents, those wires were still there over the house. You knew after the storm that these wires were still hanging over the house. Correct? Yeah. Okay. Well, even though a storm hit and they lowered them a little bit, you still knew they were there. Correct? Yes. Okay. Well... You called multiple times the city to try and fix them, and they never took care of them, which means that each time you called, you basically left a phone log as proof that you knew those wires were already low. Now, why was your husband mowing the lawn if he already knew those wires were down and it was a hazardous condition? That's called open and obvious. If I have a crack in the backyard of my house because there's a fucking earthquake and I decide to go play in the fucking yard and I fall through the crack, I am not going to sue the city of Columbus or the earth as a planet because it decided to have a crack because of an earthquake. Now... And she wasn't understanding. She wasn't backing down. She wasn't taking no for an answer. I'm like, no. Again, let's just assume they look look past the fact that a natural disaster caused the wires to drop. You're telling me you called them multiple times. I don't really believe that since you just lied about how long ago this was. But apparently the injury was last May. What have you done since? Nothing. Okay. You went to the hospital. Okay, your husband went to the hospital. What happened? Well, uh, you know, he was fine after that, but I just want his bills paid. 
Yeah, run them through the health insurance. Well, they're saying I should call the attorney. Well, guess what? The providers are idiots because, again, open and fucking obvious. If you have a backyard with wires over them, you know these wires are hanging low. Don't touch the wires. Well, what are we supposed to do? Let the grass grow for two and a half years? No, but you can mow the grass accordingly. You'll have to stand up right under the wires. It's not like they're dragging on the ground, are they? No. Well, how about he wears a hard hat? Well, that would have not helped. It hit the top of his head. Where do you think the hard hat goes? Bitch, it goes on the top of your head. Get the fuck out of here. No, we're not taking this case. Sorry. Well, all these other attorneys, why does nobody want to take the case? Oh, so you already called other attorneys that said no? Yeah, because this is ridiculous. We're not going after a city for a natural disaster. Again, on top of the fact that cities could have sovereign immunity. But in this case, it's the phone company, perhaps, that owns those wires, not the city. But they're going to deny this because A, open and obvious, B, a storm dropped the fucking wires. I already have another claim like that with AT&T supposedly owning these wires, which isn't even true. I don't know who got a hold of AT&T. But again, open and obvious because in this scenario, two cars hit the wires that were hanging low. It hit the top of the roof of the first car and then somehow the other car did not see the wires. I find that very, very hard to believe. But guess what? I didn't take the intake. Intake took it. Pitched it to my attorney. And it's like, oh, well, I guess it'll be a good case. No. The claim is about to get denied because we're fucking morons and put in the time and work for this nonsense. Now. The other one. The one we still have where... Somehow, intake is convincing the attorney to hold on to it. And now, Emily has it at work. And she doesn't even know what the fuck she's supposed to do. We're going after the the construction's insurance. Yeah. Let me know how that works. So here's the thing. If you live in Columbus and you've been around Easton recently, you know that they're putting up more strip malls, more car dealerships. There's construction all around Easton Loop on the outside of the mall. Well, guess what? That means the excavators were doing their shit around the mall on the outside. Well, ladies and gentlemen, apparently one of the Macy's employees, now mind you, she pitches the idea Oh, I got hit by an excavator at Easton. Oh, well, on paper, that sounds great. Well, guess what? She works at Macy's. She didn't tell us she was the cleaning lady at Macy's. She also didn't tell us she don't speak good English. But supposedly, she slipped and fell on an excavator. The excavator tripped her, supposedly. And she got so badly hurt that she missed work. Well, did she go to the hospital? No, ma'am. No, she did not. She hadn't even gone to treatment yet. It had been two weeks from the time she called us to the time the incident happened. And I'm like, the moment I saw this, 
pop up over the weekend that that weekend. And I'm like, I better not fucking get this file. And I'm like, I don't give two shits. What happens with this case? I don't want this file. Because well, you are basically setting a precedent. Any dumbass bitch can just run into anything and have a claim. Now, I have to drive with a sticker on my car that says, Caution, this car is parked in case any kind of moron wants to not pay attention and accidentally hit my car because I'm parked somewhere. Now, I did surveillance at Easton because her first argument was it was pitch black. Oh, 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 oh it's pitch black. It's dark. You're that blind? First off, it, out of all the places in Columbus where one could tell me that it is pitch black, the Easton Town Center Mall is the last of those options. That that place has lights everywhere. They're on 24-7. The garages have lights. Each parking spot has a little green, yellow, red light to park in. The lights around are lit. It is fall. It is Christmas season. Those trees have lights. There is no way you're telling me it is pitch black at Easton. So that's her first lie. Then, our intake department has the audacity to say, Alex knows who the insurance is for Easton. Well, yeah, but guess what? Easton contracts those excavators and that construction company to build. They're not, they're not liable for idiots smacking into giant machinery. Oh, well, now the truth comes out. She's telling us it's a small bobcat. And I'm like, okay, and take, let's pull up these pictures. I pulled up the smallest model of bobcats. Even a small bobcat is the size of a human. You were trying to tell me that this bitch could not see with the amount of lights it is? Whoa, you know, we got to do due diligence. So intake won't take no. I'm like, meet with her and show her and have her show you which path she took. Guarantee you, A, there's lighting you can see, and B, guarantee you she just cut across and hit the machine. Oh, yeah, sure as shit. Fucking Madri is going over there, and he's holding the camera sideways. It literally looks like he's not even telling her this is being recorded. It's down on the ground. And sure as shit, the garage where I thought it was is lit as fuck. And instead of going through the main entrance, she goes through the back door. And instead of going taking the path, she cuts across through the grass. And supposedly the excavator was right there and she hit it. I look at the video and I'm like, Maddie, do you see those two doors in the back? Yeah. Then you should have seen an excavator that was right there. Now, she also told us the excavator was black. I know for a fact that's a lie. Having driven through Easton almost daily, no black excavators were there. Then she changed her story saying it was gray. Oh, because during this time of investigation, Ethan decided to do a recorded statement with Easton's insurance. And that's when she actually said, oh, it's actually gray. And also, uh, yeah, I actually went to work that day and told my boss to file an incident report. And he laughed at me. Yeah. We're not filing a fucking incident report because your dumbass tried to cut across, couldn't see the fucking excavator, and smacked into it. That is the dumbest thing anybody's ever heard. Now, guess what? She doesn't work there anymore because, oh, 
according to Ethan and Maddie, she got pushed out. No. She got tired of being laughed at for fucking filing a nonsense claim that she decided to stop going to work. Stop cleaning Macy's. I don't know who cleans Macy's at 5 in the morning. Oh, because that's the other thing. This was 5 in the morning. She's claiming this was the darkest time of night. And Ethan believes her. Oh, yes, because at 5 a.m. it's where the, the night is darkest. Not in the fucking mall, Ethan, with the lights on. I'm sorry. The video, I can clearly see everything that's going on in the video. She should have seen the excavator. Oh, but no, let's talk to the attorney and trying to convince him. It's like, yeah, we just, let's just wait for the denial. Well, here's the problem. Now all the excavators are gone. They're done construct. They're, they're done doing the construction for the winter. The excavators are gone. So you really think Easton's going to tell you who built that? No. The lady hasn't even gone to the chiropractor yet. That's the one problem. Two, the video. So supposedly there was video. In the Eastern, there's videos everywhere. There's like 100 videos per garage. The one video close to the excavator supposedly doesn't, didn't work. So I said, well, what about the other videos? Security has to have some kind of video angle of what happened. Oh, yeah, but they don't stay for two weeks. Oh, so now there's no video evidence. So... We have no evidence to say, oh, because the client took pictures too. Those were also visible. None of them had an excavator. All these videos and pictures we've taken, no excavator has been identified. We still don't know who the insurance is for Macy's. Because according to Easton, Macy's the one contracting all that extra construction. And this is the busiest time of season. You really think Macy's has time to waste telling us who... Who they hired to, to build their shit. And even if they tell us. Filing a fucking claim. Because the lady ran into. A giant size excavator. Is the most. Obvious and open thing. I can think of. Even if it was pitch black at night. Nobody tells you. Oh yeah you can cut across. Nobody tells you. Oh yeah hey. Just walk into things. Because at this point, I could just walk up to anybody's house and just smack into it. Oh, let me find a claim with your homeowner's insurance. Well, what were you doing there? Oh, I was trespassing, but it doesn't matter. They should put cones around houses. Sorry, my house is here. And this file somehow... Upon me saying, I don't want to handle it because I don't want to waste my fucking time. Get rid of it. Oh, I'm not getting the follow right. And I told both of intake, I want I want you to, to sign a fucking affidavit telling me I am not touching this file. Because if this file somehow a year from now, two years from now, makes it to my fucking desk, I'm not doing a goddamn thing. Because you are setting a precedent. 
on any idiot that can just run into something and file a fucking claim. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I do not want to be a part of that. So you sign the affidavit and get this off my fucking desk, out of my sight. Because they, and the worst part is, after I prayed that this was not going to go beyond the phone call. Because this should have been, this should have been immediately ended at the phone call. Oh no. Now the file is with Emily, the hardest worker that we have. Not. And she is in charge of finding the insurance. This bitch can't even handle her own files. And you expect me to believe that she's going to find the insurance for the construction company. By what? Calling Macy's? It's their busiest time of the season. And you expect them to waste their time telling you who the insurance is. Here's the worst part. You're not going to request anything during that time. If she went to the hospital, good luck. They, those records ain't getting requested. If she went to the chiropractor, okay. She better be going to treatment. Because that's basically her only saving grace. But again, once you do get a hold of the insurance, this will be denied 10 ways from Sunday. And then two years from now, after the client gets all pissed off, because we're going to have to withdraw... Oh, guess who said to stop ticking her around two years prior? This guy. And that is what I mean by nonsense. Open and obvious, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a giant thing in front of you, I don't care if it's pitch black. You should not be walking anywhere near somewhere you're not supposed to be. And then the worst part is, she worked at Macy's So she took that entrance every day She knew the construction was there Every day since it started Now I had never seen an excavator In The actual garage But she claims it was there Do we actually know if it was there or not We don't know Because there is no evidence to support that But guess what It wasn't there I can guarantee you that and here we are dicking around. Get rid of this case. And like I said, guys, open and obvious never wins. There, it doesn't matter how many witnesses you have. If you have a thing that is open and obvious to the public, it is not a claim. You don't have a liability issue. Get the fuck out of here. Now, on that note, because I would like to eat some turkey and pumpkin pie... I hope you enjoyed the podcast and learned something about open and obvious claims. How to file a claim, how to not be an idiot. All the podcasts are on SoundCloud and iTunes. Subscribe, rate, review the podcast. Find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. And as always, happy Thanksgiving. And where there's a Mexican, there's always a way. Until next time, bitches.